All right, yo, what's up, everybody? Um, thanks for tuning in to this streaming episode of Your Life in America. Um, I'll be back on 96.5 FM as soon as we can. But I want to say a special uh, what's up to everybody listening on KCSB 91.9 FM, Santa Barbara County, Ventura County. Shout out to UCSB. Shout out to the Gauchos, UCSB Ice Hockey, um, UCSB Soccer, Women's Volleyball. You guys are all lit. Um, And shout out to my boy Thomas, TBD Presents. Thanks for uh, letting us knuckleheads fill in your <laughs> your uh time slot for tbd presents um and thanks to everybody who's been showing support and love to the show lately and and the shows uh we've been putting on and the local scene and all that stuff uh means the world to me i really appreciate it but today super special episode um i'm joined by my favorite my favorite band currently in hardcore um by a million miles um i got fading signal in the house right now what's up guys yo how you doing doing good <laughs> doing good um okay go right ahead. here <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourselves uh like individually and what you do in the band all right uh i'm jordan uh or jordy whichever you prefer uh i sing and write lyrics in the band um, I'm Dean. I play bass in the band and occasionally help write. I'm Puffle. I'm also called Jordan, but they call me Puffle because of the confusion. Uh, and I play guitar. Nice. So we've got three of the Fading Signal members here. Um, thank you guys for joining me. We're going to... Um, so Jordy and I had this idea. Gosh, it's been a while we talked about it. Um, we originally talked about a trash talk ceremony episode, which I definitely want to do. Trash talks, my favorite band of all time. That's, <laughs> oh, dope. that's awesome. I love trash talk. I want to be on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was my uh, upside down peace sign. My homie tatted on me when I was like 16 or 15 in his garage. Cause that was, that's awesome. <laughs> Best way to get a trash talk tattoo for sure. I have a suburban scum tattoo like that. I got when I was 14 in a trailer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what's up then. Um, so, but we had this idea to talk about the Rivalry Records uh, discography, kind of like the Rivalry Records era of hardcore in the 2000s, earlier 2000s. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, super excited about it. But first, um, Jordy and I interviewed earlier this year, what was that, like January maybe? January, or? yeah. Early January. Yep. And um, so Fading Signal obviously had the two EPs out, um, but we were kind of on the like on the brink of you guys doing a bunch of cool shows, um, some little runs. And since that time, you guys have done all that stuff. Um, and I think the band has gotten, you know, some good recognition, traction. You guys have gotten a little bit bigger. Um, so and you have an LP you're working on. So. Whoever you guys, uh, whoever from the band, you guys want to talk about all that stuff, take it away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the first thing I can think of to talk about after post that uh, that last time we talked would be the the run we did with Roseblood in uh, March of this year. Uh, Roseblood's a like metalcore band from New Jersey. Uh, some of my best friends play in that band and like, it was just an inevitability that we would play together. And we 
at the Flames of Betrayal record release last year, we like we brought up like, hey, let's do like five days next some, some like sometime next year, and uh, we did. We played uh, Baltimore, we played New Jersey, we played Wilkes Bear, Wilkes Barry, however you say it. I uh, hope no one gets mad at me for that one. Okay. Uh, what was the other one? Middletown, Connecticut we played, and then Worcester, Massachusetts. Connecticut was so fun. Yeah. And it was it was just really cool. Like, we had never – we played in Virginia, but that was the only time that we'd ever played, like, outside of North Carolina. And that was, like, my first time ever playing shows outside of North Carolina, like, with any band I've ever done. Um, and it was just a really cool experience to have. And uh, I think that – Everything that we've done since then has been kind of because of that. Like it kind of gave us a, a kick in the kick in the ass to get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, you guys have anything you want to say about the run? Um, more Rosebud. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that was my first tour. That was uh one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. It made us a lot tighter as a band. I would say for sure. I mean some of the best sets we've ever played were on that tour. But yeah. It was also like super fun because a lot of the dates, well, not a lot of them, but like a, a select few of them were just kind of like having fun. Yeah. Like the, the Wilkes-Bear date was ridiculous. That was just. The, the day before the Wilkes-Bear date, uh, when we played in New Jersey, I blew my voice out. Like I woke up the next morning and could not talk. And I was like, well, I can't sing. I guess, uh, turned out to be wrong, uh, rookie mistake on my part, but we had our friend Mike, uh, from rapid fire that you, uh, also interviewed recently. Yeah. We had him on, on the run with us. And I was like, Hey, can you like sing the set tonight? And, <laughs> and he did, uh, wow. he knew maybe seven lyrics the whole time. It was great. It was really funny. It was, it was so great. I lost odds to say, bitch, I'm from the nine five times during our set at random times. And I did it. Yeah, we were just goofing around it was most so of the time. Cool. It was dope. Well, what, what, what are the odds was probably the coolest part of that tour, in my opinion, aside from how cool we've been, how I don't know. It got scary at some points, but we drank like weird, like gutter water in Connecticut. <laughs> hey, but he's alive, isn't he? Oh, he said. didn't even have to do that. He won odds, and then he just did it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that very uh, something. I took a belly slap in Connecticut over the Connecticut sandwich. Yeah, there was a sandwich that's been left outside the whole day. Uh, There's a cookout going on next to the venue, and the door guy got like a barbecue sandwich and left it outside for the entire show. Not one bite had been taken out of it. We were loading out, and I saw it, and I saw Thomas from Roseblood, like, loading into the van, and I was like, yo, what are the odds you eat the Connecticut sandwich? And then I lost on a rebound, and you wouldn't let me eat it, so I had to take the belly slap. Someone's gone. Yo, that's a classic door guy move, though. Like, I've worked door a lot, and sometimes it gets crazy, and you just forget, you know? For real. That is very true. All the time. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that show was awesome. What was that uh, record store we went to? Uh oh, uh oh, I can't remember. It was, it was in like a warehouse or something. It was really awesome. Yeah. Really good. Oh, yeah. I'd have to look through my text somewhere to find it. But yeah, there was it was, there was a really sick record store we went to. We all got stuff from. Oh, I got a oh yeah, I got a Dominion 18 tape. 
Yeah, and a, and a mighty mighty Boston's tape. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Although every day to that tour was fun. Like the New Jersey show is one of my favorite shows we've ever played. It was in a basement in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and uh, oh, so some of our friends from Chemical Fix and from like surrounding areas and stuff came, and it was just cool to like see a bunch of people in a different state and like play a show. You know what I mean? Because I'd never had that experience really before. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. It was just, it definitely like reaffirmed, not that I ever slipped, but it definitely reaffirmed my love for like playing shows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My, you know, my friends always talk about that, like how going out on a run or like a tour always brings them closer. And especially when it goes well and, and, um, you know, you're playing in all these different cities and, and having your friends from those cities come out and, you get home and kind of realize like, yeah, we, we got, we got to keep doing this and we want to keep doing this. And um, yeah, it's awesome. And then you guys played with uh brace war and Zabalba and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's very awesome for me personally, because I mean, Hasta La Muerte by Zabalba was like probably the fifth hardcore record I ever listened to when I was like 14. And uh, they've just always been a band that I admired and, it was dope to be able to to play with them. And I love playing Richmond. It was kind of a – and Brace War is awesome. Like, I think if you listen to our early, early stuff, you can tell that we all like Brace War a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that show was crazy. That, that show was very fun. Um, Zabalba has always been I, – I like bands that scare me. Like, if I, if I listen to it and the music is, is like, terrifying, I like that. And Zabalba has always been a band like that for me, just the imagery and, and how they translate the imagery into their music has mm -hmm. always been, they're just ama an, an amazing band. Uh, Brace War was also gnarly. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, it was dope. It was ridiculous. But also, Richmond has great food. True. Uh, we played with that. Oh, that, that was the best part. Played. Richmond food is delicious. That pizza shop? I don't remember what it was called, but it was awesome. Yo, yeah. Zabalba walked in right after us. They they knew. They said that's Darn. where a good pizza is. Yeah, man. Learn from experience. Uh, Zabalba, California Kings, for sure. Um, yeah, right up. Yeah. They, uh, Nate Zabalba does a uh, – they're all kind of interconnected, but he does For the Children um, Fest here in California, which oh, has yeah. just gotten bigger every year. And now it's kind of yeah. like – now it's kind of like the winter Sound and Fury, which is pretty dope um yeah and that's sick yeah dude brace war potentially one of the greatest hardcore intros of all time it's oh, up yeah, there sure. for they sure. didn't even play that bum, 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 bum. there was something they didn't play i think it was that i'm pretty sure they didn't so play bad. the intro oh uh, no, i mean they, they played a lot of their later stuff yeah it was still cool though i i like every brace war record to yeah. one degree or another so well, i had a great time like they have like an almost sicker intro on that last little EP they did. I can't remember the yeah. name of it, but that intro is super hard too. Rare is a band to have two good intros. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Funny Brace War story. I Brace War played, or I was going to say Zabalba. I think it was this, uh, maybe Zabalba. I think it was the same year, 2017. They played Sound and Fury. And I think they played their whole set with just red stage lights. Like just the entire time it was just all red and just like, what you Sounds said, about right. Yeah, their transition from imagery to their music is is like spot on. I know what you mean when you say that for sure. 
it's just ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't, I just don't know how to put it into words. The band is just ridiculous. I love them. And seeing yeah. them, I think that was the first time I saw them live. Yeah, I've never seen them before that. And oh, it was cool. It was really awesome. Blew me away. Blew me For away. sure. They set such a vibe about them. Yeah. No, I agree. So Brace Wars, Sound and Fury, 2017, I, uh, they did an Iceman cover, which was like awesome. really sick. And I hit like a fat stage dive. And it wasn't even like like that fat. Like, But I landed like super weird and broke my ankle like during their set. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I always associate Brace War with that. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. That's it gnarly. Was, That's rough. Like my one and only gnarly hardcore injury. Hey, <laughs> happens to the best of us. I have um, a many gnarly <laughs> hardcore. Um, well, dude, I'm super stoked for you guys, man. Um, I like Jordan and I talked a lot about this, but um, I think it was just through Safe Inside I started listening to Fading Signal and um, immediately was like drawn to it. Um, I think I was telling Jordy about. Um, how the wind got its chilled reminded me of Sacramento is dead like so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> song. And um, yeah, just, just uh, I love, I love your music. Um, you guys are obviously super cool. Um, so I'm really hyped to see how things go. And do you want to talk a little bit about the LP you're working on? For sure. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah. We, we have like five or six songs written or so um we're it's different than our other stuff but i think i feel like it's like a logical uh extension of our other stuff you know what i mean um and it has a lot to do with uh what we're going to be talking about today kind of uh influenced by a lot of the same a lot of those bands and the bands that they like were influenced by like just that lane of hardcore has been um just what has been coming out of us recently and I'm excited. It's we can't say too much about it, obviously. Um, yeah, we there should be new music sometime pretty soon. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Y'all want to talk about the LP at all? What we have written so far? I I like it. I think it's it's uh you know one thing I learned about LPs back in the day was from Lincoln Park. I love Lincoln Park. I watched the little documentary that they made about Meteora and they were like, you know, if there's a breakout band that has their like first LP and it's a banger. The second one usually flops and that one didn't. But I mean, like we already have a couple different releases. Yeah. And this LP is by far like the biggest expansion that we have. Like yeah. in terms of sound, like we've, we've gone the farthest that we've ever gone to try and create something different than what we've made before. Yeah. That I think that, like, I love it. Yeah. Honestly. It, like, it, it is different, but, like, you can tell it's come. I think, you, personally, you can tell it's coming from the same band. Like, it's the same, like, like skeleton of everything else. We just kind of, like, wanted to see what we could do to, like, add on to songs and make them more dynamic. And I was going to say the, dy- the songs are super dynamic now. And, like, I, I think that's what I like about it because it challenges me as a player which not to say our songs didn't before, but like now I have like an, the next step up to go. I get what you mean. Yeah, it's it's also kind of longer too. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely longer. Yeah, I get super stoked. Very few one-minute songs. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I'm sure a couple will pop out. We'll have one. Also, Bailey just moved down here. Uh, yeah. And kind of, like, a couple months ago, it kind of kick-started the writing. Because um, we've been writing for, like, five, uh, freaking maybe six months or so. But, like, the first couple of months, we were really dragging our butts. Um, but since he's gotten down here, we're trying to, like, practice more regularly. Like, we have, like, a set day that we have to meet up. And we try to practice almost – or we try to write almost every every practice or every time we get together so we're not, like, wasting time and stuff. Yeah. Which can be a good thing, but you don't want to rush it either. So it's yeah. kind of a balancing act between that. Yeah, I think uh, Bailey being here also, like, it's kind of evident on our last release too, but definitely more so on this one. Uh, he brings, like, a heavier, like, side to things. Um, and I think that's been a, a cool asset for us to have. Like, he, he's he been in a bunch of bands, and he's, like, just one of the best musicians I've ever met in my life. Yeah, that's so, a genius. Straight up, 100%. <laughs> Uh, so he just comes up with stuff that like we never would. And it just, it's awesome to add on top of our, like what we already have. Like, I think Bailey is, makes w what is different about this record for us probably. Yeah. Yes, Bailey, definitely. Bailey by far is like the best addition that we've had to the band. Um, and, uh, honestly to just the 919 in general, cause like, since he's been here, like, so many of, like, our friends' bands, too, have been just, like, because well, he's pro he's popped up with them, too. I've just been writing crazy, oh, crazy stuff. My bad. But it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. I love Bailey. He's one of my best friends, and I'm yeah. glad he's down here. Yeah. He, he yeah. definitely knows how to write, like, uh, from everyone's perspective. Like, before this, it was pretty much just me and Jordan, and then, like, inputs from everyone else from time to time writing the songs and we would kind of just write it on the guitar and then we'd be like in our heads the drums would do this blah 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 it wouldn't be like fully formed until we would get together with everyone but bailey he's just so good at it he can like think of every single aspect of a song and like come up with just really cool intricate parts um when he's coming in from that perspective yeah so i 100%. think it just like maybe he has more like a professional um, way of going about it. That's oh, what's yeah, up. For sure. Well, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for you guys. Um, I appreciate um, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, appreciate you. You know, Jordy. Kind of, we haven't met in person, but I consider you like a a good homie at this point. You know, for sure. Same here, man. Yeah, just enjoy chopping it up with you, and um, yeah, I'm hyped for you guys, man. I'm like trying not to push the California thing, but it's like, man, I really want to see you guys. <laughs> it's we want to come to California as soon as we can. I, was, we, uh, I, was about I know to say it's tough. I've been pushing it too. Like, um, no, I we, know the the yeah. It just we have to get a, we have to find a point where the logistics line up, and yep. I think that point will be coming at some point soon. Sure. But we have to we have to find it. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm in California the second I can be. I've never been 
further west than Texas. So I'm, I'm down. To be flying out there with some friends sometime next year uh, to LA. I yeah. Want to go to LA and hang out, but um, I, aside from that, yeah, I, I like need to play California. I've been, I I've been trying to find like a I spot to have shows, like Sorry. underneath uh, like a bridge or something, like how Dead City's been doing. Because that, oh my god, that looks ridiculous, and I know we could do it here. Maybe we could. Absolutely, we could. Yeah. So the dead city, the dead city thing, like the first one was huge and it was like historical. They tried to do it again and it got shut down like pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, but yeah, we'll, uh, you guys always have a place to stay and anything you need out here uh, when it does happen. So um, yeah, thanks for the update on all the fading signal stuff. Congratulations again. Um but let's get into uh, let's get into the hot topic of the episode right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I had maybe heard the amazing core reference a few times, but I never really like like took into account what it was. And then I looked it up, um, and it's like actually definitely like a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure. I want to read like this little definition from Urban Dictionary. So All right. it says, Amazing Core is hardcore punk bands where the members of the band are known to be good dudes. <laughs> the band is usually melodic hardcore with heart-filled lyrics about friends leaving the hardcore scene, as well as other cliche lyrics that fans have heard a thousand times before. That's Shots fired. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the best part. Strong following of kids who have never listened to Chromags. <laughs> uh, usually referred to them as an, as an honest band or a sincere band. Um, most of the time, an amazing band. Um, yeah. It's like, which kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, but... Do you guys have anything to say about that definition of amazing core? I think, I think it's hilarious. I think uh, it's definitely true for certain bands that can be called amazing core. Yeah. Uh, but that it was obviously made by a hater, which no hate on my end. It's funny. It's really funny. I'm going to say that, that one part where he said strong following of kids who've never listened to the Cro-Mags. I believe that. Yeah, that part <laughs> probably is true. It's true. And I think it makes up for a lot of amazing core bands that like were popping at the time at this time. And they're like never heard of again because it was just such like a, it was yeah. such like a time and place thing, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Puffle, you got anything to say about that definition? Uh, I mean, it's, there's half truths in there. I haven't said that. You know, any cliche is like it's based in reality yeah. or like stereotype, I would say. So, yeah, yeah, there's some truth to that. I think a simpler way to put it would be any band that like some kids just don't say is amazing or epic. Yeah. yeah. I can't really speak like, to the people in the band. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because I think about hardcore right now and like there's there's a lot of because it's funny, dude, like I've been I spent the whole week listening to the rivalry discography and like there's really not other than maybe red handed, which I don't want to take away from the red handed releases because they're good. But like all the other releases are like the quality is like insane. Like it's like like yeah. sonically, uh, lyrically, like all the, all the <laughs> are really good. Like and you don't really like. There's a lot of releases now in hardcore that are really like you know the quality's not great. It's quickly done. It's like three songs. It's out. Like I don't think you know during this time period if you were to try and put uh put out a record that was not that well done, you know, sonically or lyrically, it, it might not hit with like the, the rivalry or amazing core fan base, you know? Yeah. There's definitely a, a production aspect to it. Uh, like, I mean, though, like all, all, all amazing core bands, quote unquote, generally have decent production to some extent because like there's more like going on melodically and like, more going on instrumentally than a straightforward hardcore band, which like, I'm not going to say is a good or bad thing. Cause I like a lot of hardcore that's just like blast beat breakdown. And you know what I mean? So I mean, it just makes it sound yeah. more epic. Yeah. It's like the it whole, the, sound. the whole, uh, like point of it is to be like epic quote unquote, I guess. So, I mean, it has to sound decent to get all the, all the stuff. It has to sound big and dynamic. Yeah, but I would also like it's on a uh, Discord record release. I can because then everything would just be muted. Yeah, Yeah, and I think and I think that's what makes it so cool. You know, is like it has that. It's it it was just like such a time and place thing. There's obviously bands now that put out amazing core sounding stuff, but like this was like a like a hyper focused time where there was just all these incredible releases coming out and what like. To symbolize that, I kind of always think of relics from Go It Alone because it's just such like a long. It's like you know, just like that album art for histories and like yeah, it's just very melodramatic. Yeah, totally. And it's like I always think of like rain, like there's rain. Whether whether we're talking about sinking ships or Go It Alone or you know. Yeah, like that. And even the imagery, too. It's like it's very like if you look at the I think I texted Jordy this. If you look at like the rivalry records, like artwork, all the bands are so similar. It's like that bold kind of like faded block lettering. Yeah, it's like every band has it. You know, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All those. They all definitely definitely stick to like a very specific style of everything. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's almost like a monolith. <laughs> the whole like the whole genre. Yeah, and I, I think that I, is yeah, that is no, very true. Should be good or bad. I love it, so it's good, but you know. Like yeah, as you're saying, it can be off putting to some people. And I will say I do think that some some of the bands, even ones that I like, uh had a problem with knowing when to like pull back on the melodrama and like yes. pull back on the epicness to, to like make the other epicness hit better. You know what I mean? So it all just kind of like washes out. Like I like a lot of 
amazing Corbett. Like, Lifelong Tragedy. They're a good band. They have, they have really good songs. But, like, I'm not going to listen to the whole record just because it it doesn't, like, the whole record doesn't hit me like that, which is okay. It's fine. Dude, that's the like that. best example you could have pulled right there. Perfect perfect example. The life, Lifelong Tragedy. Great band, but, yeah. Um, okay, so... I'll let you guys go first. Um, kind of just want to know, like, so we kind of were getting into it a little bit, but like, you know, rivalry, I would say is the, I, I'd say there was some amazing core releases that came out on bridge nine for sure. Um, yeah. Yes. You could maybe even pull out a few like malfunction. Um, yep. Maybe a few death wish, like death wish um, for sure. But rivalry definitely had, and I told Jordy, this is I'll say real quick. I texted you this. When you go to the Rivalry website, there's literally, like, a press kit, and you can download the logos for, like, all the bands. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is very uh, on-brand. Dude, it's so on-brand. Like, you can, download, you can download all the Rivalry logos. You can download all the bands' logos. You can look at all the brands' press kits. Like, it's super funny, um, and it's very fitting. Um, but yeah, just like, if you guys want to talk about, um, like what this era means to you personally, um, on like, maybe like an emotional level or just like your honest thoughts about, um, rivalry and amazing core, um, personally and as a whole, uh, for sure. Um, so the reason this whole era kind of like hits with me, I think is, uh, I think that you can trace, like the musical origins of this back to like American Nightmare and Bane who are two of my favorite hardcore bands of all time. So like this kind of music is just built for me. Um, and I think that there are a lot of bands who are kind of like second rate involved, but I think that the, the high points of this like era are incredible to me personally. And uh, it's just the like, we said it a thousand times already, but the music is epic and it like cultivates an atmosphere around itself that just, uh, I don't know. It just works for me. Um, the lyrics are usually, they're usually positive, but like looking at negativity positively, I guess, which is a terrible thing to say. Uh, I hate that that even just came out of my mouth, but like, <laughs> I don't know. There's just something it's different than other stuff was at the time. And uh, I think there's a lot of value in it if you're willing to dig through the the stuff that may seem off-putting at first. For sure. I agree. Puffle? Like, it would be hard to get in or find the off-putting stuff first because the, like, big bands of that era are, like, probably not so much anymore, but throughout time, they've been, like, shoved in your face, like, have heart and, like, killing the dream, Bane. Like the biggest bands of this style, I think, are like very on the forefront. If you're, if you get sure. exposed to it, but that's um, fair. That being said, I have a weird like. It's weird how I got into this era because it's probably the last decade of like 2000s hardcore is the last decade that I ever even got into. I because like at first I was listening to stuff obviously when I got into hardcore, which was like 2012, 2013, so the teens. And then I got into like 80s and 90s. And for a long time, that was like, I'm good with this. Uh, but then like the last couple of years, um, I really started to dig into like um, Bane and then like 
over the last year, really, like, the rivalry stuff. Um, but it's weird because I started out liking hardcore just from Have Heart. Yeah, same. Like, this kid in high school showed me Have Heart. I was like, oh, this is weird, but it's kind of cool, and it kind of always stuck in the back of my brain while I was listening to, like, Warp Tour, Scene Kid, like, Sleeping With Sirens. But I don't know why Have Heart always just, like, it, like, immediately kind of hit me once, once I listened to it a couple times. This same. style, I don't know why. It's just, like, exactly in my ballpark for, like, what I want. But Have Heart, uh, Songs of Scream of the Sun, like, though, I think that's the high, high mark for, like, hardcore. Because it's so epic and everything, I just think that's that's probably the highest part. But then, you know, you have other bands that sound, or try to emulate that, or actually, I don't know exactly the timeline, because I'm still a little bit new to it, but I think a lot of these bands were a couple of years before Have Hard, right? Yeah, but I, I think they kind of took what they said, what they did, and just perfected it. I think I agree for sure. Yeah, I mean, I my take on this era is a little bit different. I mean, I personally just recently got into this music from Jordan, like kind of just continuously throwing it at me and me being like, "No, I don't want to listen to this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like pretty. He accurate. told me in my car one day. He said. I hate all of this except for no longer these. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair yeah. enough. Uh, it's just, it wasn't my vibe for the longest time. I mean, like, I like, that's what I identified with street stuff. I keep forgetting not to curse. This is, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to street you crap. Got it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to beat myself over the head. No, you're good. I'm I keeping guess. track of them and I'll go back and edit them out. We're only at three so far, so it's not bad. Bro, God, if I reach seven, then I'll oh, yeah. He got a tally mark. That's crazy. Um, but no, I, I like Agnostic Front. I like Cro-Mags. I like New York Hardcore. And I love Madball. That's just the stuff that I got into when I was first getting into hardcore. And I just love heavy stuff. Seeing there's like a different side of hardcore with a different set of kids who have not experienced the same thing as me with who have that same level of anger. I could see how they identify more with this music, especially lyrically. Um, so it's cool to kind of see that there's a lot of bands that I like the epic kind of amazing core sound. I, I like some bands from, obviously I like carry on, I like have heart. Yeah. Um, but a lot of bands from rivalry, I just, none of them really clicked, but like allegiance. Oh my God. Allegiance is crazy. That band, yeah, is, Allegiance rules. That band is bananas, and uh, just everything down to the lyrics and how fast they, got they go in both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, they got they got their their feet in, in both sides of everything, and that's I think that's why I identify with them a lot more. But also like soul control. Yeah, it's just weird. Like I like weird stuff too, and. Soul Control is definitely, like, I would say they kind of step outside of the Amazing Core kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, big time. I feel like they, like, and I told you this when I first listened to them, like, I, I feel like they step into a little bit of, like, a shelter kind of direction. But, like, sort of. It's, it's very, it's extremely slight, but it's It's there. shelter adjacent, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of different stuff on Rivalry, rivalry which I think is cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just feel like they get associated more with the Amazing Core like oh yeah that was surprising label to me when, once i finally looked up like their their artists trying to find other stuff i was like there's actually like not as many like bands that have yeah. the sound that i was looking for which was amazing for yeah 
That is true. Uh, like they have like another breath and go it alone and verse and killing the dream. And I think those bands and there are others obviously, but like those bands specifically kind of just, it makes sense why the amazing core label got put on them. But yeah. a lot of the stuff like the flagship bands for that. But then yeah. yeah, once you look into it further, there's other stuff like yeah, Board of Pride. The- I know that was on the list. That is, if you told me they were on rivalry, I would, just based off sound, I would be like, that would be a surprise. They kind of have yeah. like a, a locking out sound to me, to be honest. I agree. And then like I've never even listened to Soul Control or In Control. I think is it you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. In but uh, yeah. I mean, but yeah. So no, you're good. Um, I'll I'll I'm gonna I'm letting you guys go because I'm gonna come back with a, I'm gonna respond to everything you said and then I'm gonna drop my I'm gonna date myself a little bit and I'm gonna drop yeah. Um, so Jordy, you made a really good point about, uh, like the origins of, of this era for sure. You can trace back to Bane and American nightmare hundred percent because Bane, Bane definitely has like the beginnings of, of what this sound turned out to be and American Mm -hmm. nightmare for sure. Um, that was a really good point. I never really, never really thought about that. Yeah. So I'll go like, um, in Control is a was a, Oxen- a band from Oxnard, which is like where I'm at right now recording this episode. Um, and they put out the EP on, uh, or Rivalry put out their EP, which had crossover songs from The Truth Hurts, which I know somebody wanted to talk about The Truth Hurts. I am in, record is- I am recording this episode from the land of The Truth Hurts, where that record <laughs> That record is absolutely worshipped here. <laughs> Dude, that, that record is bananas. That like, yeah. yeah, that was that was a record I wanted to talk about. I was getting ready to bring that up, but I didn't know if I wanted to spoil that. We're, yeah, record. we're gonna we're gonna do records later. Very yeah. and and definitely, um, yeah, de- rivalry definitely like showcased some of the bigger bands um, in this type of genre for sure. But there's also a, a, a lot of different sounding bands on rivalry. Um, you know, red handed is for sure. One of them, um, soul control, definitely, uh, more to pride, which I will get around, come back to later. Um, but yeah, the other interesting thing you guys were talking about was have heart. Um, so have heart, you know, rivalry kind of started in like Oh three. I think their first, I think the first rivalry release was in Oh three. Um, you know, songs to scream at the sun came out in Oh eight, I think, so um, I think 08 and, and Life is Hard Enough, I think, came oh, out or uh, Things We Carry came out, I think, in like 06. 06. Yeah. 06. yeah. So it's interesting because you, you made it. I think, Puffle, you made this. It's a great point. Like, Have Hard is like the band of the 2000s, you know, or, or I guess yeah. the 2000s. One of them for sure. Yeah. Like the 2010s and, and Have Hard will probably go down in history as a hardcore staple you know for sure and um songs to scream at the sun kind of has like amazing core vibes dude <laughs> like you know it's, I, th- like, I think what uh the things we carry has amazing core vibes like it totally the we, yeah the things we carry Same, sounds yeah. like uh um from Ang- exactly like from anger and rage by verse like verse is a little bit more in the amazing core bucket i think but like yeah at the base of it that it's like the same music pretty much like it's but they were i don't know why they like well i do know why it's because like puffle said they kind of perfected the sound like none of the other bands kind of got the blend exactly right i think yeah and uh 
they just set a mark for this that I don't think anyone else kind of lived up to at the time, which is not to say these records aren't good, but like that's just the best of it, I guess. Yeah. And then when you hear all this other stuff, I can see how someone who like doesn't know about it would be like, Oh, this is just a bunch of stuff that wants to sound like have heart. I'm good. Yeah, totally. And the interesting thing is like a lot of these records came out before have heart even put yep. anything out, you know, mm-hmm. like, and and the the have heart seven or seven inch the have heart EP definitely has the have heart EP reminds me of uh, the of rebuild by verse it kind of has the same sound kind of it's more straightforward though yeah like it's it's closer to just youth crew than that is but it has it's like pretty straightforward like two thousands like youth crew stuff but it has like a like a sprinkle of that of of that uh amazing so core spice. Yeah. yeah so that's a great you, thing like to take not out. to derail the, the conversation but i have a quick question you guys think before i forget does is youth crew like very adjacent to this kind of stuff in my opinion it's, in my, it's a it's a it's adjacent to a certain area of it there's definitely um a type of amazing core that moves away from youth crew like the more like modern life is war ruiner like that kind of area of amazing core definitely isn't but I think Goat Alone and Another Breath and Have Heart Verse, like all those bands are very youth crew adjacent in my opinion. And like uh, pretty much any band in this realm has some youth crew DNA for sure. And I think a lot of it, I think the issue is a lot of it comes more from American Nightmare and the youth, the way that they like kind of blended youth crew. I think that is what inspires the stuff that sounds like youth crew and Amazing Core for the most part. Yeah, I think most of it, is like just an evolution of youth crew in my head, just like a, a heavier, more yeah. melodic version of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The fast parts, the fast parts in all of the like amazing core bands are are basically youth crew fast parts. Same with the same with like the two step parts, you know. Yeah, but then, but then these bands added this like like amazing core breakdowns are not like normal breakdowns. These are like like just like it's like epic just and i think verse probably takes the crown for the sing-alongs just like dude yeah 100%. like it's it's like a it's almost like an or like a symphony orchestra like sing-along you know what i mean like yeah it's crazy like i was listening to verse yesterday and i'm just like dude like these are like like the pile up of the pile ups you know what i mean yeah um, but yeah really interesting point about um have heart because have heart I definitely think, you know, it's like this, this time, this era, have heart toward the world with verse and soul control. Um, You know, I mean, so like these bands were all together, but have heart seemed to kind of come out of it with, without being, you know, lumped into the hate that this era gets, you know? I think, I think they do get some of it. I'm going to be honest. I've seen, really, I've seen some people that, that hate, but most people give them the, the at least the respect that I think they deserve, but there are definitely some haters for sure that do just lump them lump them in with this uh, this era. Yeah, but, and so Allegiance um, Allegiance was was a was a huge band at the time. Yeah, which we'll get into records, but yeah, Allegiance. The shout out to the Bay Area. They had the lights out. Okay, well I don't want to go off on records because we'll come back to that. But, <laughs> um, Amazing Court didn't age very well, I don't think. Like, <laughs> like I, I've been listening to like the whole, like you know, I've been listening to a lot of the bands, and and I think it's it, it kind of didn't 
maybe it's because people make fun of it so much. And when you listen to it now, it's like, it's so emotional and it's so heartfelt and it's so like, just powerful. Um, yeah. And, and maybe it didn't age well. I don't know. But the last thing I'll say about it before we go um, into records is uh, I started listening to hardcore in like 2004, 2005. And I definitely went through the like, you know, Gorilla Biscuits, um, Sick of It All, Madball, Agnostic Front, like, um, you know, Uniform Choice. Like I went through all that stuff, but then I had no choice being a teenager in 2000. 2006 2007 I had no choice but to be like punched in the face by these bands you know so like this especially like being around there in that time like you said you're from Oxnard so like I I assume like a lot of those bands were just there like yeah like couldn't escape it yeah, I live in the 805 now, but I grew up in in a town, a city called Corona, which was home to the Showcase Theater, which was a huge uh-huh. the West Coast CBGBs basically. Um, and so I, you know, seeing all these bands live was like at seeing all these bands live at their peak was like nothing that you can even describe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I can imagine insane live shows and i think that's why have heart like have heart live is like an experience within itself you know verse yeah. go it alone um yeah. allegiance like killing the dream uh you said two of them that ruiner i mean like mm-hmm. these are bands that just like live people were like practically in tears dude <laughs> you know what i mean just like there's so nothing it. like watching <laughs> that uh dvd from the last have heart show it's just like literally like a sea of bodies and everyone singing along i i can't think of another show i've ever seen that's like that yeah. yeah so this stuff has like a special place in my heart as a as a kid as like a teenager who was like mad at the world like really feeling like just like angry mad at the world broken hearted from relationships you know what i mean like this music was like like if you look at the guns up uh, I think it's uh, all this, all this is album like special thing. Uh-huh. The first thing that Guns Up says is, "We want to thank all the girls that broke our hearts and inspired us to make this record." <laughs> That's know? crazy. Yeah, and so like Guns Up is definitely Guns Up was definitely a part of this. Was definitely a part of this. Uh, uh, they of this. they played with a lot of these bands, but like musically, I don't really associate them with it that much. No, because they have more of like a. Uh, no warning kind of vibe. Totally. You know? Like it's, but in terms of like, I think they have the same style though. Like, yeah, yeah. Apart from the music, like aesthetically, yeah, their album art, yeah, all that stuff. True. And they they toured with. They all followed these bands. me for a minute before I listened to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. So this this music has like uh, as part of my probably the biggest strands of my hardcore DNA come from verse, go it alone, sinking ships. Um, ruiner like ruiner huge huge band for me um defeater you know so like i could keep going on but so that's like on emotional on an emotional personal level this music still today like i was listening to verse yesterday and it still takes me back to think about like damn this music this music has a special place in my heart on an emotional yeah for sure so that's why i'll never let the haters top my love for amazing core (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
And um, yeah, Fading Signal, I think the, I think uh, both Fading Signal EPs definitely um, hit that note for me. Like, I remember listening to it and being like, damn, this like, this sounds like something I'd be listening to when I was in high school, you know? That's awesome. Because that's, I mean, that's the the kind of vibe we were always going for. And to know that it like actually hits people that way is uh, is awesome. Makes so, me really happy. It's also about time for that stuff to come back. Like everything comes back every what, like 20 years? <laughs> Something like that. And it's like, in hardcore, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit shorter time period, time period between things coming back. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have much to go through. And that exactly. ain't coming back. Still very I don't big. think. Come on. Now. I think it might. I think there's a chance. Yo, there's just so, there's just way too hey, many now. people that don't care about that kind of stuff to me. True. Yeah, I, like, I feel like I'm always like waving the flag for this kind of stuff, and then whenever <laughs> I talk to talk about it with my friends, they just don't. No one cares. Yeah, people are yeah. like, oh, dude, that that era probably depends how you're talking to, but yeah, they're like that era okay. didn't matter. <laughs> let me let me phrase it differently. I don't think that necessarily love for these bands will be a huge thing. But I think there's a real possibility that bands could be influenced by these bands. People get into that sound now. I think that's more like. I uh, I think it's I think it's coming back. I just said it a second ago, and Jordan shushed me because he thinks I'm being conceited when I'm not. I'm actually very. This is <laughs> happening, but like our shows have been crazy. Like kids are really coming out for this style of music, and I mean, like even other bands like Take It to Heart, Broken Vow, like. All, like all these other bands that kind of live in that sound that are coming back are all having crazy reactions now. And I think that's just because, I mean, we're getting to that point again where people want to hear something different rather. Well, I mean, you know, while still people have like their love for the heavy stuff, people want something fresh and they, they want something yeah. that people won't have heart in 2023 maybe they do and uh my my thing with it is they got one step closer that's exactly true shout out one step closer the band is cool but like i i know what you mean yeah like, uh i think hardcore now it's at a spot where like the kind of like genre divisions and stuff aren't as like important i think yeah. like it's so the same kids that like the same kids that like restraining order like pain of truth and like gel and like Bands that like don't sound the same all play the same shows and get good reactions. Like hardcore is at a very, if it's good, will mess with it spot. Right? Yeah, now. that that's one thing I was gonna say too. Is like I remember when I got into hardcore, there was a huge. I was coming in towards the end of that era where like hardcore shows were hardcore shows and metalcore shows were metalcore shows, and like there were no bands that ever played any other shows. Yeah, even and, though they probably could have. Yeah, even yeah. though they probably could have. Yeah, and like deathcore was its own specific thing away from all that stuff. Yeah, right around the time I got into it because I came into it from liking like straight up just metal music. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what was that's what started happening. You had these bands who started making more metalcore stuff and different vibes music that just started playing shows with straight up hardcore bands. Yeah, and now seven plus years later, here we are, and it's yeah. like no one cares as long as the show has good bands on it yeah which i and like think that's sick there's there's definitely still some of it but i think as a whole hardcore is much more like broadly accepting of different like sounds right now which is a very good thing in my opinion like there are a lot of bands that i don't like there are a lot of sounds of hardcore that i don't like but the fact that those sounds and those like bands are still carrying the torch for that kind of thing is cool because i think every era of hardcore has something that's worth celebrating you know yeah. what i mean Oh, yeah. So I think that 
And hardcore is ultimately reference at the end of the day. Like you're going to be referencing something at first, whether you build on it or not and become your own thing is like something different. But like, I think it's really cool that there are so many different like sounds. And I think there's definitely room for uh, bands in this area to, to gain appreciation too. For sure. I was <clears throat> before we move on to records. Um, well, let me say real quick, Thanks everybody on uh, KCSB 91.9 FM, um, UCSB radio station. Thanks for rocking with us. We're talking to a uh, fading signal from uh, North Carolina and we're breaking down the uh, rivalry records discography and we're talking amazing core. Um, yeah. The, uh, the last thing I was going to say is freaking no longer at ease, man. No longer at ease is like bringing it back big time north carolina's own that's, that is very true. that's like uh all this stuff is pretty much like the direct reference for that that band dude 100 percent. yeah my homie when my homie sent me uh no longer at ease a while back um and was like yo you like sinking ships you'll like this band listen to them <laughs> like so that's sick dude oh yeah jordan told me singing ships was like one of your favorite bands from this stuff so that's very sick I, I uh i found out a really cool story from them actually the other day when i was looking up the stuff um because i noticed they have a song with the same title as a uh killing the dream song it's like 39th and gleason or something like that yeah it's yep. a street there's a, verse, there's a verse song called it too yep yeah and it's like apparent i don't know if you know the story but apparently they went on, all went on tour i think there was another band with them too don't remember the name but they like uh, challenge. They uh, went to that street corner and like buried something there, and it says they buried treasure. But they uh, they buried something there, and then they all wrote songs with the same names. And Jordan says the lyrics connect. I didn't read the lyrics, but I don't know. I think that's a really cool like tour story. Yeah, if we ever is. go there, we got to bury something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To continue, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a deep, amazing core cut right there. <laughs> <laughs> 39th and I, I think it's gleason is how you say it gleason um, yeah yeah if you're listening to this listen to the it's a verse sinking ships killing a dream um that's definitely a thing okay so let's get into our top five lists um so physical challenge you just mentioned i want to say um so rivalry records is a california label um mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say, I don't know this for a fact, but I want to say Physical Challenge 2003 EP was the first Rivalry Records. Um, that's like the first documented release I could find. Um, okay. So I don't know if that's correct, though. I'm just based on my research. Um, and so I want to say that was the first release, 2003. Um, but we're going to go and... I got a top five list and I did my list based on emotion, not on, <laughs> not on, a, not on like talent or musician yeah. quality or sonic, whatever. Mine is based on emotion and what means the most to me. So, uh, yeah, well, and, and rivalry kind of like came and went, you know, they don't, um, yeah. the other thing I'll say is dating myself again i was around for the for the rise and fall of all this music and the peak of it uh -huh. and this was also the peak of hardcore on myspace which you guys might be too young to have seen that but uh 
hardcore on MySpace was like hardcore is on Instagram now. Every band had, you know, they would they would release a song and it would be like on their MySpace band page and like that's where right. all the flyers were on MySpace. Like every hardcore show flyer okay. was on MySpace. So it was just like Instagram is now, but MySpace was the place to go for your hardcore information. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I remember actually like my sisters, I grew up in a very Christian household and I was not allowed to have social media when it first came out. My sisters were super cool and rebellious and made me an account. And I remember all of that. I didn't know what it was because I was a tiny little kid, but I remember like when you could put like you had your song on your page and all that stuff. Yeah. MySpace was awesome. Yeah. Roll with the punches was my MySpace song for a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's That's crazy because like all those bands, dude, like uh, Ceremony, you know, uh, Trash Talk. I mean, every hardcore band was on MySpace and it was like a big. Yeah. Thing. All right. So I got a top five list. Jordy's got one. And Puff, you got one too, right? Uh, it's more like top three because you guys took all mine, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think I, we have I some. Mean, I, I think we have some crossovers. So if we all yeah. have on our list, we'll just talk about it. Um, so we'll start at number five and go down. Um, Jordy, if you want to go first, go ahead. All right. So uh, mine aren't necessarily in order. I don't think. Uh, I kind of like all these records like uh, equally. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Substance by Betrayed. Uh, I think that record's incredible, and it. I wouldn't call them – I don't know if I would call them an amazing core band or not. They kind of ride in a different lane for me. But it's like – I don't know. There's It's very uh, it's very youth crew-y, but there's also a, uh, a very strong, like, Revolution Summer influence. And I think that makes it more interesting than some of the other, like, stuff in this round. The lyrics are awesome. Uh, it's a Todd Jones band, so you know it's good. Yeah, I, I love that record. I think I think it's incredible. Any of you guys want to talk about it? Yeah, one of the people in that front also in uh, Change now. Yeah, so yes, I believe so. Yeah, a Ram. And, and they were in uh, Champion, which we should have talked about for the uh, Amazing Court stuff, but... I'm always so hesitant to talk about Champion. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Bad, so, bad taste. Champion. Bad, taste. bad dude sucks, obviously. Uh, yeah. The music is very good, and I think that all of it is – like, musically, it's very good. It definitely is a, a tainted thing to talk about now. Uh, my, hold on real quick. I just love how Puffle was like, oh, dude, can't say you like one life crew on the podcast and then brought up <laughs> Champion. <laughs> That is fair. That is fair, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, give, I'll give a quick uh, – Champion was a top five band for me, um, and then I don't really talk about them anymore because of um, the singer and everything that happened, and, and I'm yeah. sorry for the people that experienced that. The, the singer of Champion's brother was the singer of uh, Sinking Ships, like side fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh? Um, so, uh, but back, yeah, Aram, who sing, sang in Betrayed, he sings in Change, he played guitar in Champion, and he was also in the first step. Yeah, um, I was about uh, to say, I think he was in the first step, too. Yeah. The first step. Um, Surprised so, we haven't mentioned them yet. Oh, they're coming, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. they're, like, they're like the headliner, dude, so. <laughs> like the headliner. Honestly, dude, not a big Betrayed fan. Um, they're on my honorable mention list. I don't know what it was. It just never hit for me. Um, Fair. But kind of weird. 
lyrically, um, like knowing Aram and his history as like a therapist and what he did, what he's done with his life, um, the Betrayed record makes a lot of sense. Um, and as somebody in recovery, you know, I appreciate that record lyrically a lot and everything that they stood for as a band. Um, so honorable mention for me, for sure. Uh, I don't have a lot of thoughts on them, to be honest. I've listened to that. It's cool. Um, it's a little weird compared to all the other stuff that we're talking about um they're cool i should probably go back and listen to it a couple times i i do like all right uh my number two is uh or number four i don't remember which way we started whatever it's okay uh from anger and rage by verse (laughs) uh like i said earlier uh so i tried to listen to verse for years like for years and people only ever told me to listen to aggression and i did not like it i still don't like it i do not think it's good personally whatever uh i dropped out what record did you say uh from anger and rage by verse okay um and then you were talking crap about the uh aggression record yeah exactly uh yeah uh so i just never listened to from anger and rage until this year and when i listened to it i was like this is like this is incredible like this is so good why did no one ever tell me to listen to this one and uh it's probably i'm not gonna say it's my favorite out of all of them but right now it's the one i'm listening to the most because it's like the newest to me uh i think that uh hard to breathe song is incredible like i i could listen to that song 10 times in a row and not get bored like it's so good yeah i dude uh from anger and rage is not my favorite verse record but it's my second favorite and it's um it's insane i mean it's it's insane insane record um stolen um the the title track um yep. breathe i mean it's just it's a perfect record from beginning to end there's no bad songs um i agree and it's heavy there's some heavy parts to on that record too yep um yeah dude shout out shout out for anger and rage definitely huge Huge record for me. Puffle, you have anything uh, else I need to and go rage? back and listen to that record because okay, um, I probably should go back and listen to that record because I haven't listened to that since the first time I listened to Verse. So I heard like that and the yeah. I'll say, uh, Aggression is a cool like concept album lyrically. Um, kind of tells the story, which is cool. Um. But definitely, if I was telling someone to listen to Verse, I would not tell them to listen to Aggression first. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, okay, Puffle's cutting in and out. I don't know what's going on, but we're just going to ride on. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. Okay, what's your, what's uh, your next record? Uh, my next record is... Hold on, let me go back through in my head. Um, the Killing the Dream self-titled uh, EP. Uh, I love Killing the Dream. I think that uh, Killing a Dream is probably my favorite rivalry band overall, I think. Uh, I love this record, and I love In Place Apart. Uh, the other two are fine. I don't really care about them that much. But these two records specifically, I think, are are phenomenal. And what I like about them is they're kind of like like the whole Amazing Core like thing, but like with a negative filter on. Like it's much – I think they tune a little lower than other bands do, and like they use more like uh, – they have like kind of a darker like tone, uh, both musically and lyrically, and I think that's just a cool um, a cool vibe for it. They also have more uh, metalcore influence, I think. Like they, uh, like if you told me that those dudes liked like Poison the Well, 
I wouldn't be surprised. Like there's a lot of like really like a lot of like triplet breakdowns and like stuff like that. But it's still like it's definitely still hardcore. But it's uh it's a little bit darker, a little bit more metallic, like in this lane. And I think it just gives it a different edge. For sure. Um, yeah, dude, the Killing the Dream, self-titled and place apart are really the only two records I, I like. I mean, the other ones are fine, but but the self-titled like January second and pardon the interruption insane songs dude like yep. back to back also uh 10 10 and a half i think 10 and a half like that song is crazy there's that is just like an insane band um yeah i'd like i'd rate like in place apart and and self-titled like pretty pretty evenly um and yeah like the self-titled is a little like rougher too like i i don't think i think especially in their latest two records they got very like amazing core but the self-titled is just insane from top to bottom yeah 100 percent. are you back i am all right cool we're talking uh killing the dream self-titled sorry i'm I'm out the uh mountain the 252 so i got no sick hopefully i can stay in um the self-titled yeah i also haven't jesus man your service is terrible (laughs) yeah you're breaking up you're breaking up pretty bad see if you can uh reconnect or something and uh so okay go ahead for your number three um that was my number three my number four oh yeah is uh another breath mill city i like the other uh another breath record which if uh puffle ever gets his uh service figured out he'll talk about for sure uh i like that record but mill city uh I will say it's a little bit long. Like there are definitely a few tracks I would cut, but I think that like the, the good songs on this record are as good as anything of the time period. Like uh, that song Marla is incredible. Uh, Jailbreak is an incredible song. Also um, uh, walls without windows, I think. Uh, yeah. I think this band, they're more, um, they're kind of like squarely amazing core where it's like half, like, uh, that American Nightmare kind of melodic that I was talking about, or melodic and like fast, like youth crew that I was talking about, and then like half like uh, like Bane-ish mosh parts. Yeah. Um, and that's not the only thing they sound like. It's just an easy reference. You know what I mean? Uh, they have their lyrics are really good. Um, not as much just about like relationships as some of these other bands uh, got to be. Um, not to say that like I don't like that because obviously I do, but. Uh, yeah, they they just they sing about kind of different stuff, and I like that. Um, I like this record a lot. Yeah, totally. It's a it's a good way to describe it. Like uh, like half amazing core, half like hardcore punk sound. Another breath was probably like my least listened to uh, uh, rivalry band aside from Soul Control, but um, Mill City Rocks. I definitely think it's way too long. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I was listening to it uh, two days ago, and I was like. I was like halfway through and I was like, all right, I'm going to change it. Like, it's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, which sucks because like some, like Dude, honestly, in the middle of the songs like- at the end are, it's amazing. That, honestly, yeah. honestly, I think the last half, uh, I think the first few songs are really good. It kind of lulls in the middle and then the last half. Sure. I'll go back and listen to the end. Puffle. Let's the check. The breakdown your- in walls without windows is it's crazy hard. Like, yeah. They're not like a super heavy band for that breakdown. And it's also like probably like half of a breakdown. It, 
So yeah, if, if it's like four measures, then it really only goes two. They should have doubled that. Done it forever. That yeah. crap. Sorry. <laughs> For sure, Puffle. Why we have you on good? Why we have you on good connection? Let's let's hear your let's hear your three records. Uh, okay, the first one is in place of Bart. Um, which did you guys just talk about? We talked uh, self-titled. Okay, cool. Yeah, in place of Bart is insane. Kind of a new record to me, and it's I can't believe I just started listening to it because, like, as far as this kind of stuff goes, like it's up near half heart for me. Like the whole record is just like blistering. There's no like dull parts to me, and the uh, the vocalist is just insane. Like. He pretty much just has like this high pitched scream the entire time, and um, I don't know his his vocals are just like throat shredding. It sounds like there's yeah. just so much emotion in them; it's like almost tangible. Yeah, uh, I will say to me, it's very, it's kind of weird that this is so high for you because, uh, like I was talking about uh, while you were uh, while you were gone. Uh, the self-titled and this, I think, are like the most, the closest to metalcore that this sound kind of get. A lot of the breakdowns, have, like I think, have definitely have a metalcore influence. So to me, it's odd that you like it, even though I know you like some metalcore stuff. But like, yeah, it's just funny to me. In place to part is a crazy record, dude. It's like, it's just like a punch in the face. Yeah, with, with heavy emotion and just like it's just explosive. Like, I think the album art kind of like just puts it out, like puts it together for me. Like the, like the, like the heart kind of like exploding, like with the blood coming out. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. That, solid. that good. That album good art is crazy. Art. Yep. I just got a, a shirt with the album art on it. That right, is a uh, Jacob Bannon. Is that the dude that does the converge art? Is that what that's the, out? He does the converge art and he sings and converge. Yeah, he sure. also sings in that band. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, all right, Puffle, what do you got? What's your next one? Uh, and then the next one, um, the EP for Another Breath, um, I believe it's called Not Now, Not Ever. That's um, right. But it came out before Mill City. I think it's like almost an LP. It's like seven or eight tracks. But yeah, it's kind of just the same thing, but shorter. I don't know. It seems like almost a little more like fast and ferocious when I think about it them comparatively. Like the first song on it, um, facing a faded image, something like that. Racing a faded yeah. image. Yeah. That, it's like that, yeah. just like, there's so much urgency in the intro track there. And it's only like a minute long. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like fast and to the point. And the riffs are, it's, it's kind of straightforward hardcore riffs. But they're just so dynamic. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but that's the kind of riffs I wish I would be able to write. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah, that record's cool. I like, I think, I think it's like one of the least, uh, one of their lesser records. But um, to me, it's like at the top. Sorry, um, I, I like it more than the record after Mill City for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like Mill City a little bit more because I think this record is more like consistent all the way through than Mill City. <clears throat> like uh, the quality kind of stays at the same. Like it's like I think it's like 80 percent all the way through. And I think that Mill City kind of dips and goes up a little bit more. But I think the highs on Mill City are also 
higher than anything on this record, personally. That's why I like Mill City more. Yeah, I guess I would agree with that. But yeah, They're this record's awesome. For me. They're both. Yeah, I will say if you like this style and uh, Mill City's too long for you, then listen to Not Now, Not Ever, because it's okay. more or less the same thing, but it's just shorter. Yeah, it's only like 15 minutes, I think. I will today for sure. Um, all right, Puffle, what's your number one? God, my third one, I think, was one of the Go It Alone records, but I... Uh, it was only Blood Between Us. About it. Yeah, the, the full length. I, I uh, Go It Alone kind of kickstarted this like thing of me getting into this label because um, I knew about Go It Alone for years, but I only listened to like the Histories record and the Vancouver one. Vancouver Gold. Actually, the name. I only listened to those and I was like, all right, this band's fine. They got a couple cool parts. And then for some reason, I listened to this, uh, the LP, and I was like, this is head and shoulders above the other stuff. Like, I don't know why I went so long only listening to their their lesser records. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think this is also one of the like top forms for Amazing Core. Like, it's so fast and, uh, or not super fast, but like, it's, uh, I think it's just like the melodies and the leads just really hit me. Um, they're right. What I really like about this kind of hardcore. Yeah. I mean, that it's the, the leads on this. Oh God. There's a fire. Truck, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> the leads, um, on this record are really what I'm trying to go for, for like the new fading signal stuff. I don't know if I'm yeah. even good enough to play that kind of stuff, but no, that's what I I'm shooting for. for. Sure. Uh, I also, I think this, this band is, uh, as, as close to youth crew as amazing core gets like uh mm -hmm. all these songs like at their core are like mid-tempo to fast youth crew songs yeah. and they just occasionally have like a melodic part or like a more like epic like breakdown part uh that kind of sets them apart but i think this record's great i think it kind of suffers from the same thing as mill city where it's just a little bit too long like there are probably like two or three maybe four tracks i would cut but everything else I think is is incredible. This record's amazing. Uh, awesome lyrics again. Like uh, this this dude was real upset about something for sure. Um, yeah. And and you can tell like that's that's what I like about music. Like I like when the emotion is palpable no matter what it is. Like if I if you like can show me something and it really sounds like this dude means what he's talking about, I'm into it. That's just how it goes for me. And that's go it alone scratches that itch for me for sure. For sure. Uh only blood between us was was my fifth pick. Um and I love Vancouver Gold too. Um I just love this I just love how it starts how Vancouver Gold starts like on statement. It's just like check, 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 and then it just like yeah. goes into it. Um the only blood between us is is it is a little long, I agree, hundred percent. But there's some absolute bangers on there. Um, For sure. Very much can hear that it is like mid tempo, um, you know, kind of fast. Um, the song Evelyn, I love. I mean, there's just like so many good one liners lyrically on the only on Only Blood Between Us. Like, there's a place in the city where things go to die. That was like one of my favorite lyrics ever when I was younger. Um, it's it's just yeah. Constant. it's just a great record definitely yeah. my two favorite songs on there right back to back i think it's uh nothing gold which is a fading signal song obviously yep. and then flatline flatline dude 
Yep. Those so, two are the the best on the record to me, and they're just like it's like a one-two punch in the middle. And classic the, amazing core style. The record stop starts off with rain. <laughs> hey, the fading signal song being called Nothing Gold was not intentionally me trying to reference uh Go It Alone, but it it works, so I'll take it. It does work <laughs> for sure. Sick. Thanks, Puffle. Uh all right, Jordy, you had one more, I think, right? Uh my fifth one was also gonna be the only blood between us, so we kind of got it out of the way. Uh I I let Puffle have it and said I was gonna talk about uh Allegiance Overlooked. Um I, I like this record a lot, and there was a point in time where it was, like, probably the hardcore record I listened to the most for, like, a good, like, two months. Um, I haven't listened to it in a while. Uh, I want to go back and revisit it for sure, but I just remember it, like, the other Legion stuff is more in, like, the lane of the heavy stuff that they do, um, which is cool. Like, there's a lot of, like, kind of New Yorky grooves and, like, some, like, Southern, like, Rocky kind of stuff in there, too. And they're, like, they have fast moments here and there, but... On this record, like the it's so much faster than the other ones, and I think it just gives it makes when the the big breakdowns come, it makes them hit kind of harder for me. And the lyrics on this record are great. Also, uh, found my niche. I think is like the track off this record. Uh, so good, yeah, dude. and Dean's gonna talk more about Allegiance, so we'll get around to that. Yeah, go for it, Dean. Since we're on Allegiance, go for it. Oh, man, I wasn't going to start with Allegiance, but we can. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right. My Allegiance record is Desperation. That was my first Allegiance record. Um, to be honest, Jordan told me he was coming on this podcast, and today's my birthday. I don't think I mentioned that part, but I was like, Happy oh, cool birthday. birthday present. Thank you. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you. Birthday, like, thank you, Bubba. It's like I was like, oh, cool birthday present. I get to be on the podcast. And he was like, oh, we're doing a rivalry records deep dive. And I was like, all right, well, what should I listen to? And he told me to listen to Allegiance. And that was the record that I listened to. And oh, my God, a flawless record, in my opinion. Yeah, the record's great. Another Wave is like, it's a perfect intro song to a hardcore LP. Yeah, it's It's got like the perfect like hype intro riff into like, this crazy two-step, I don't know, it's just awesome. Also, Summer Relief yeah. is one of the coolest hardcore songs I've ever listened to. Yeah, that song rules. That song is, is I awesome. Think, I think Summer Relief is the banger off that record. Person. It is. Yeah. I would say is, so. But that whole record is really, really good. Yeah, Summer Summer Relief is is sick. Um, taking It Back is also really good. Um, I love the hardcore influence on... Um, oh, now, hold on. What kind of hardcore influence? What do you mean? The, the hardcore influence, the New York hardcore influence. Oh, okay. <laughs> the hardcore Jordan. <laughs> I, hardcore can't, I can't remember it's, what um, Allegiance song it is, but he basically get he basically says like something about like Boston vibes or like something like that. I can't remember what song it is. They, you can tell they really love Boston. That's a that's another reason why I like it so much is because it's like so Boston, and I don't think they're from Boston. They're, no, from, they're from California. Yeah, they're from California. Bay like, area. Yeah, that's like they encapsulated that sound so perfectly for not being from that area. So I, I just think that's awesome. But the New York influence on if it's just words, yeah, that little funky beginning riff yeah. is is it's it's awesome, super refreshing. But um, yeah, also that uh that uh the ending song so this is it is like that tom crawl oh my god yeah <laughs> so that is 
I am I'm flying if they ever play again and they play that song. They probably won't ever play again, but <laughs> I yeah, Allegiance is a I'll stick with Allegiance cuz they're on my my list too like the first thing is the guy's vocals, like the way they're recorded or or the way he sings. Like, I don't know what it is, but I've never heard anything else like that before. Like, he, the, it's like, I don't know if it's the way it's recorded or there's some kind of like effect put on it. But like the his vocals are like, they're just like, I've never heard anything else like it, you know? One of the reasons I got into it was the vocals. I mean... For me, he sounds a lot like Justice from Trapped Under Ice. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, why I like them so much because TUI for me is a really big band and weird, like Baltimore influence, obviously, but they have also this American nightmare kind of Boston thing going on. And they also blatantly rip off Crown of Thorns. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> for sure. It make for me that makes them like the ultimate band, but Allegiance just sounds like TUI minus the Baltimore and the Crown of Thorns and just straight up Boston stuff. And I think that's why I like them so much. Sure, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing, the cool thing about Allegiance being on Rivalry and Allegiance being a part of this era is that they 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 were like in your face, straight edge pride, and like a lot of but they also had this like this sound like they had the a little bit of the amazing core sound but i'd say faster and heavier but they were like in your face straight edge pride which like i'm not straight edge i never have been but like i i just i just think it's cool like some of the uh some of their straight edge pride songs are like really hard like really sick yeah i i'm not straight edge i never have been and I found that most of the bands that I like fall in love with, 95% straight edge. Like they straight edge dudes just make really good music. I think that's <laughs> that's wise because they just don't do anything else. They just make music or collect things. <laughs> it's a musical <laughs> multiplier. Just like yeah, like, too. yeah like I'm I'm too busy at bar each. They're not. <laughs> so like No, Allegiance is great. I had this self-titled on my uh list just like yeah all my best friends are standing in this room <laughs> it's so sick um, awesome yeah great band um all right so do we uh so i got let me see hold on i got uh we talked only blood between us great starting out with the rain is great a song called cold winter is great allegiance we talked self-titled is my favorite um overlooked like really close desperate i think all the allegiance records are great i think they made them in such a short period of time that like um they just like yeah great band um when they i was you know obviously a teenager when their last show got announced at the rivalry showcase and it was such a big deal in california like people came from all over to go to that rivalry showcase um you know, ceremony played, trash talk. Yeah. It was just insanity. Um, did you have, did you have a top five or top three, Dean? It's top three, but one okay. of them, I'm one of them is a cheat. Um, it's not on right. rivalry, but we talked about it earlier. Okay. Um, um and that is the truth. Hurt? Record. Yeah. It's the truth. Hurts by in control. 
Um, that record I liked a lot because it reminds me a lot of New York, kind of like the same reason why I like Allegiance so much is like they have a, like a little bit of that influence and throughout their songs, but it's a different kind of New York influence. Like I hear a lot of killing time with that band. And I, I think that's, that's super refreshing for a band to pull from that side of New York. Cause not very many bands do. Yeah. That's really all I got to say about in, in control. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I love I love it so much. Just just off the fact that they have that vibe about them, but they're also super dynamic. Like there are songs on that uh, on that record that could almost be, and this is kind of a hot take, but could be considered like yeah. So that's a good. It's cool that you dropped that. This is the eight hundred five radio show, so eight hundred five is our area code here. Um, very much loved. Like I like I'm like you guys rep the nine one nine. We rep the eight hundred five. And uh, In Control is a 805 worship band out here. Like, it is like, usually every local show, there's an In Control cover. Um, Give Me Some Reality. (laughs) Give Me Some Reality is off the record you're talking about. And that song is covered so much out here. Um, Oh, yeah. Great song. And then, yeah, Once Upon a Town, um, the the closing song on that record is... um, that's like an anthem, you know, in the city, city of Oxnard, California. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, that, that like that, that record is super sick. Like, and like I was saying earlier, a lot of these bands I haven't heard of, and this is like my first time kind of touching on them, but for my first time, like in control and allegiance are by far like my top two like in that in that era of music not necessarily just rivalry records but like yeah, yeah for sure man in control rules um okay and you did you have one more record yeah involution by soul control ah all right somebody had to put um, control on here yeah involution it's weird and i like that i like weird stuff um completely different sound that i don't think a lot of it sounds they pull a lot from like quicksand and orange nine millimeter. I feel like. Yep. And that I, that's just a cool route to take. Um, and having like a sort of melodic hardcore sound. Cause it's not necessarily melodic, but it's, it's melodic in a different way. Yeah. It's a different kind of melodic. And it, it touches on like a little bit of just nineties alternative stuff, which yeah on survival and involution, the two first tracks are like the, the intro to the first track of how it's just kind of like some, it's the, the music, but kind of muffled and how it just slaps you in the face and goes right into it. It's perfect. Like yeah. I, I love that. Um, I struggle and beyond man are my, my two, uh, two other favorite songs on that record. They're just, they flow really well. Um, the riffs are crazy. Um, the, the I guess you could call them mosh parts are really cool. Yeah, they pull a lot from quicksand and those riffs. You can tell big time. Um, Involution by Soul Control. Yeah. This is the one I spent spend the least time with probably, but uh, yeah. I like it. It's really cool. I, I definitely want to listen to it more. Uh, like you said, it's got a lot of. Uh, I hear a lot of quicksand in it, uh, and I love quicksand. And they kind of it's like quicksand was more of a hardcore band sort of. And not to say that quicksand, quicksand isn't a hardcore band, quote unquote, whatever. But like, yeah. it's more like musically hardcore, like in terms of like the structure than a lot of quicksand is, I think. And uh, I think that's cool. I think it's a cool route to take that uh, that sound. Yeah, uh, the, I just need to listen to it more. 
Yeah, soul control is is really good. In the same way that they kind of touch on the quicksand stuff, I think they reach in another direction and kind of touch on the earlier like mantra shelter kind of stuff. I, but it's it's I can hear some of it. It's more like in the vibe than in the music. I think it's it's in the music, but it's super super slight. Yeah. It, it's in the vibe and the music. It's more so in the vibe, but it's definitely still there yeah, in the music. For sure. Yeah, I'll go back and spend more time on Soul Control. Uh, I saw them a lot. Um, but yeah, definitely glad they made it on the records list because they were a big part of Rivalry. Another band I'll shout out real quick that that uh, is Shipwreck Shipwreck AD. Um, they, were, they were a part of this time for sure. Great band oh, yeah. with, a, with a pretty different sound. Um, Sick. All right. Well, we're, we're coming close to time too. So I'll give you guys uh, the rest, the couple that we haven't talked about. Um, this has been really cool though. I feel like I like yeah. to come out. Of, I feel like I'm going to have to come out of like a time capsule to come back to 2022 after this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So uh, I had only blood between us and allegiance self-titled, but I got a, my number three is uh, Rebuild from Verse, which is their first record. Just like uh, Tear Down These Walls, um, you know, uh, Painting Pictures. Like, it's it's funny, like, such an amazing core thing to me is, like, somebody told me that the rain would come to wash away the pain. <laughs> so, like, Verse and Have Heart both use that line, Um which is really funny to me, but verse uh, on that song, Painting Pictures has it. The song saying goodbye is like an insane grief song. Um, you go back and, and listen to saying goodbye. I think verse did an acoustic intro. Like a 90s, a very 90s, a very specific like strain of 90s hardcore thing. To do. Yeah, so, so I guess you're yeah. right. Like They brought back that metallic 90s acoustic um, <laughs> thing. But that's number three, Verse Rebuild, to this day, one of my favorite records. Very, very, very emotional record. Like, very emotional lyrics. Very, like, the like sonically, that record is not too crazy. It's pretty, like, fast, fast, two-step breakdown. So, yeah, that's my, that's, that's my number three. Easy. I, uh, so I like that record. Uh, did it come out before or after for Anger and Rage? Because on Spotify, they're both listed as 2005. Rebuild was before From Anger and Rage. Yeah. Because I think they kind of at what they're going to do on From Anger and Rage. And uh, I think it's cool. I, I also need to spend more time with it, but I like what I've heard. And I, I'm sorry this isn't number one. It probably should be number one, but my heart, <laughs> got, but my heart got in the way. <sighs> one of the greatest, in my opinion, hardcore records of all time. One of the greatest, like, PMA records just overall like you know coming from your region as well the first step mm -hmm. what we know yeah. enough said i don't even need to yeah. talk about it dude yeah the first the first step like is a uh fans of the 2000s in terms of hardcore in my opinion yeah. uh they're from north carolina like you said so like it's natural that we all are very into them, but like 
even aside from that, I just think that it's probably like all time. Like I think they do they do one of the best versions of that sound, in my opinion. Like it's all like zier, but not like taking itself super seriously, which I think is cool. Time to Understand is an incredible track. Learning mm-hmm. is an incredible track. Like every song flows into each other and like it's just a perfect, perfect record. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's uh yeah, dude. I mean, I could go on forever about what we know. It's I, the first step to me is not an not necessarily an amazing core band. Like they are very no. much like you know youth crew sounding. Like it's just such a good record. I just love it. He's like, I'm gonna tell you a story about a guy I know who had faith about in about a guy, guy I know. <laughs> yeah, that part is that part is so sick, dude. He was one of those people. It's just, dude, so good. <laughs> Peace, and it goes right into peace is an amazing song. Um, yeah, you know he's just yeah. It's yeah. I don't even perfect know, record. I don't even know what else to say. It's amazing. If you if anybody listening has not I, listened to what we know, you're you're losing out on life. You got to listen facts. to it. Um, okay. Um, before I think that record is also a little bit. Oh, sorry, I cut out for a second, but. Go ahead. I don't know if you guys said this. I think that record is kind of like different than the rest of the rivalry stuff because it's like very in the lane of youth crew. Yeah. No, As we, a, definitely, uh, we definitely instead of definitely like not an amazing core record. Yeah, but uh very dope record. I I just found out that uh members of that band were from like my hometown, which is in like nowhere. So I just I I just feel like a a, a really huge connection to that record i wish i was around back then to to be able to experience it but did you ever see them live i never got to see them live i didn't make it to the rivalry showcase and um dang i've only ever seen that one like really big uh youtube set they have i believe it's their last show yeah but they the energy live is just so perfect for like the sound they have like you think youth crew band, uh, guitarists jump around on stage, singer jumping into the crowd, everything, everyone going off. Like it's definitely encapsulates Air Max what you would is, think of when you think about. Yep. And the singer like yep. Air Max's camo shorts and the flat top fade, just like to the T, dude. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. And uh before I drop my my all-time favorite rivalry record, my all-time one of my all-time favorite bands. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Um, everybody needs to listen to Fading Signal. Everything in North Carolina that's coming out is dope. Um, shout out to North Carolina Hardcore. Um, shout out to Rapid Fire and Mike. Um, and just oh, shout out to Sparing. Shout out to Zach. Um, I love north carolina hardcore all you guys are awesome um shout out to all those bands okay my favorite rivalry record one of my favorite all-time bands uh this is life from more to pride no i was gonna listen to that record and i was thinking about choosing it to do it but uh jordan was like he's probably gonna do more to pride yeah (laughs) so Uh, emotional pick for me because richard the singer of more to pride is my homie like that's my dog. Mortar Pride was one of my favorite bands in high school. Insane live band. Like um, you know, Hispanic kids coming out of um East LA, coming out of Linwood and being like a part of this um movement was was really like 
just really awesome. Um, listen to my interview with Richie from Mortar Pride, talk like all about what it was like coming out of East LA and coming out of Linwood and touring America and like being a part of this hardcore thing as like, yeah. you know, Mexican kids from, from East LA, um, South Central, like just super, super dope and super unique sound for rivalry. And uh-huh. uh, just an epic record, dude. You know, just like the Linwood crew, this goes out to you. Bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 bust. Like, it's just like so sick, dude. Um, yeah, that's my number one favorite R&R construction about Richie's dad's construction company. Yeah. Um, you know, a song about, you know, getting jacked in, in L.A., you know, Jack Move, My True Friends, classic yeah. hardcore song um you know some funny a funny skit at the end a hidden track um you know that record was recorded on the east coast um from some kids some teenagers from la at the time so just overall that's my favorite hell yeah yeah that's Um, that's dope that record is sick that was kind of a sleeper hit for me i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i did um earlier it's more of a like locking out kind of vibe i guess and that is true uh it's it's that like it's very fast uh kind of like boss like 80s boston influenced hardcore with like new yorky mosh parts like early new york kind of mosh parts and just a dude just absolutely he doesn't like it's dope it's really really good uh i kind of think rapid fire sounds like work pride a little bit for Uh, sure yeah, I actually never uh, thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense for sure. I like it. I have to listen to it more, but I think uh, I didn't know that they were like looked up to that much in like in the area and stuff. I have to listen to them more and like look into it because I did like that record a lot. Yeah, the Linwood crew, the Linwood crew, Linwood is a city in California that they're from, but the Linwood crew is like a big thing. Um, they still play sometimes, which is really sick. They just played for the children and it was bonkers. That's dope. Um, Cause they just have that one record. So they just play the whole thing. <laughs> like people just, yeah. go, people just go super crazy. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm going to Jordy, I'm going to send you this picture right now of me stage diving uh, during the mortar pride set from, uh, from uh, for the children. Cause it pretty much just, I just go crazy every time they play. I just love yeah. it. All right, guys. Well, Thank you so much. That was super fun. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. We probably talked more about Rivalry Records and Amazing Core than anybody ever has and that anybody ever will. But uh, for letting us come on and talk. It uh, means a lot. Uh, love the podcast. Can't wait to hear those stuff you do. Can't wait to hopefully come back in the future, man. Yeah, seriously. This, is, this, was, a, this was a fun time. It's the first podcast I've ever done, so that's sick. Nice. I hope to come back on sometime soon. Yeah, sure. Yo, and special shout out to all the KCSB 91.9 FM listeners. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Your Life in America. You can listen to Your Life in America wherever you stream podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Your Life in America 96.5 FM. You can also check out the blog for the show at www.yourlifeinamerica.com.